All right. Been a while for us. I don't know that we're excited about this review, but this um, today's episode, we're going to talk about the haunting of Bly Manor and a few other things that we're watching. I don't know. I, I can't remember my first impression because I think I finished this like the week it came out, Robert. <laughs> I watched it really? one week. How many weeks did it take you to finish? It took me three weeks. <laughs> oh it just it, it, it was it was a slog <laughs> for me. Most of it was a slog. Oh boy. To get through. And it's it's an anthology show, you know, you don't expect too much. Nine episodes, eh, about an hour each. You uh, don't think it'll be that draining on you. But I gotta tell you, the first three episodes alone, I was ready to give up because I did not care about <laughs> the way that they built up this world and you didn't really get to know the characters quite yet. Mm-hmm. They took their freaking time. Yeah, they those did. first three episodes. And I, I hated it at wow. first. Just downright hated it. I'm not one for gothic horror. I don't know about you, James, but I'm not. This is based off of uh, Turn of the Screw, an old, old book. Okay. And a lot, it's been adapted a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm just tired of seeing that same formula. Oh. Um, from based off of the book, but like a lot of things just like didn't interest me. Really? Yeah. See, like off the bat, and I think maybe because I saw The Haunting of Hill House beforehand, and they used actors from that. Mm-hmm. in this and they're playing different characters i think it had like more of like a appeal to us because we had seen that one and we were already familiar with these actors in this yeah. setting but now they're different people so i thought that was interesting well american horror story does that too yeah and that kind of that kind of keeps you invested because it's the same actors but yeah it's always different people right right and it's hard to get used to their their new character for for a little bit you have to like race that last story and just kind of ease into it i guess but i liked parts of it there was elements that i enjoyed but then there Mm -hmm. there were you're right there there are these huge gaps of like nothing no nothing's (laughs) happening yeah Yeah. but we do something now right right and and then i don't know like it kind of starts off right away with, I think her name is Danny. Danny. Yeah. Yep. So Danny, she's like the new nanny or au pair or whatever, right? So she rolls yep. in and it's this beautiful mansion and there's this all this mystery behind it. Or maybe it starts with the interview, right? She's being interviewed and then she accepts the job and then takes it. I can't remember. It's been so long now for me. Yeah. No, that's how it is. Is that how but it is? You know, you know where it's going to go. The babysitter... Uh, gets hired for the job. She's kind of a fish out of water. She's American in Europe, in England, and it's just, you know, she's thrown into this new world. She's looking after, it's just two kids, but they live in a manor out in the middle of nowhere. And there's, uh, let me see, a gardener, a chef, and a housekeeper. Right. Um, Jamie, Hannah, and Owen, which those, those four, Danny and them, I, I like them. Right. They're, their chemistry together was really good. Um, Danny, Hannah, Owen, and Jamie. Yeah, they did. They did have a nice like chemistry. Like they've known each other forever, which was easy to pick up on right away. I mean, it was there was a familiarity with them. It wasn't like they were friends right off the bat. They got accustomed to each other, which was nice. Right. Um, that does accumulate for some of the slow portion in the first three episodes. Right. Um, I I hate kids. I hate kid actors. <laughs> And especially this this whole thing about, you know, it's a creepy kid in a horror story. Right. I'm so tired of that. So tired of it. What's the kid's name? Miles. Miles, and yes. Flora. They're both freaking annoying. See, I, I understand why Miles is. Right. You find out later why what's going on with Miles. 
and what's going on with Flora. And it's not enough to make them interesting, to make me care about them. They're just like, they're still just annoying kids. When they're not annoying, they're just kind of blank. I just thought they were sad. Like, I just thought, like, they were trying hard to be... Because they don't have any other kids to play with, you know? Yeah. And so they're like these boring little adults. You know yeah. what I mean? And they're always trying to be proper all the time. And that's a lot of pressure for... A little kid, I think. But I, I always thought it was kind of sad that there was... They didn't, like, bus in kids to, like, play with them or anything, you know? <laughs> they just got each other. They never took them out of the, the grounds, yeah. Yeah, and you almost feel like... I mean... Like, they could have gone on a day trip or something. In, like, what year is it, anyway? You know? Like, like there's no TV. It's supposed to be the 80s. Right. Yeah. They, don't, they don't watch TV at all. There's, like, Guess no... Me. I mean, they don't even read books, actually. Like, they're just playing with their dolls or, uh, you know, getting into trouble around the, the manor. So, yeah, doing schoolwork, you know. Right. Walking around the, the area, walking around the backyard of the house and the grounds and all this stuff. And it's just like, there's got to be more to these kids. And I found out there is, but it's still not really interesting to me. I found So, I, I, I don't know. That's That's my take on it. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't, like, completely annoyed with them. There was times, like, like... I thought what was interesting about the kids, especially when they locked her in the closet. Um, do you remember that? The, the night, first yeah. uh, creepy thing that they did. Yeah. yeah. So they, it was it was really weird. They had like, but they didn't really kind of like, that, that was kind of like a, like, almost like a red herring because you, they made you think they locked her in the closet because she moved that little doll. Remember? Yeah. And you're like, oh, she moved that doll. So is that doll like a ghost that's going to kill her now because she moved the doll? And then yeah. you find out later it had nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? Like, they, and they kept telling her to stay in her room, you know? They were just, uh, we find out later, I guess, trying to protect her. They were right? trying to protect her. So, yeah, and I found that was kind of cool. But, like, you know, it kind of kept you guessing. But but then, yeah. but then looking back, once you find out what it is, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because that's not how it works. So I almost, well, feel, I almost feel like whoever wrote this, they didn't know where they were going. Well, and that's something that I, I found out is that um, the main guy from Haunting of Hill House, the director, Mike Flanagan, he directed all the episodes for that. But this one, he only directed the first one. Mm. So it's almost a different director every episode. So there's kind of this like, you know, mismatched puzzle. That makes sense. That a couple people are putting together and it doesn't really flow. You're right. That makes that makes it sense. It doesn't really why. flow properly. Because the, the the haunting of Hill House just like is incredible. It's just all the way through and frightening and 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 enjoyable. And then the ending is just like such a great payoff. And and this yeah. this it's like I, I was hoping for that. Kept hoping for it. And 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 there was times where I thought I was gonna get it. All the actors are are fantastic. I really enjoyed Hannah's character. I mean, Danny's accent was a little weird for me. Was it weird for you? Did you pick up on that? Her accent? Yeah. No. It felt weird. Like, to me, it did. I'm like, what? maybe because I'm more familiar with her other character. I don't know. Maybe that's why. As far as characters, did you have a favorite character, at least? Um, Not really. <laughs> oh, no. uh, I, 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 I like Danny. Danny? I, yeah. I liked finding out more about her. Um, a lot of these episodes, after it gets rolling, that it really focuses on almost one character in an episode. Right. Almost. Right, right, right. And her backstory was one of the most tragic, one of the most interesting. Um, so I, I would say I do like her the best. Now, um, next, next to Jamie, but okay. um, Hannah's episode. I mean, it got really close because 
hers was the mind bending episode where you start seeing these what do they call it? like time hopping right 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 so that bringing that element into the story and also getting to find out more about hannah i mean it, it got me involved that's the one episode that I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to see more of this. Like, this is an interesting take. I, on I agree. I, I really sort of purgatory or whatever it is. Or some loop or like who knows yeah. what it is. Yeah, it was weird. It may, it, yeah, that episode intrigued me, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was cool. I think I just find it really interesting that the, the way the story ended up going, because you have all these like elements that are that are from the beginning uh, when she looks in the mirror, you know, Danny looks in the mirror and she sees the glasses and the figure yeah i mean you have no clue what the intent is you know it's like you you think she's being stalked by this thing and it it takes time to figure it out and and it's it and when you do figure it out it's just it's so sad yeah (laughs) and you're just like oh man it's brutal she's being haunted by her ex-fiance and it's kind of a ptsd trigger right that she kind of is still carrying this weight of his death around with her and sees him everywhere. And it's it's an interesting way to show, you know, a haunting or a spirit, like even the reflection of his glasses matching the reflection of the truck or whatever that hit him. Right. Like, I, I thought that was all well done. And that makes sense for the story. It doesn't involve anybody else. It involves just her. Right. The uh, actual haunting of Bly Manor, though, that starts to involve everybody. Right. And so that's where I'm like, and I'm sorry, I'm jumping around to the second oh, no to last episode, but we're jumping around to the why the manor is haunted. And it's like they explained it well enough in that second to last episode, and then they explain it again mm-hmm. and again. Mm-hmm. And again, yep, it was that was the biggest waste of an hour. It was kind of like beating a dead horse. It could have been a twenty-minute episode, right? It could have been a twenty-minute episode saying this is why the house is haunted. We you could have cut that down, and you still would have gotten everything of importance. I I hate it when when movies or TV shows, you know, they feed so much information to you that they're treating you like you're stupid. Yep. Yeah, when you see the when you see the wet footprints going into the house and you see her emerging from the water, you're like, "Okay, I get it." Right. And then for the next 20 minutes, they still like just smash it over your head. This is what's happening. It's like, "Yes, I get it." So it's like another thing with the I mean, that's another issue with the pacing of the editing. They didn't need to have a whole episode devoted to this. They could I honestly I'm I'm 50/50 with this whole show. Half of it I hated, half of it I enjoyed. Right, right. And um, I mean, I'm talking about the first three episodes and the second last episode. That's four episodes out of a nine episode season. That's not good. This is you could have condensed all of this, made it so much easier and not treated your audience like idiots. Yeah, I agree, man. Like that, that was an issue. Like it reminded me of um, what was it? The third to last or second to last episode of Lost. Mm-hmm. where you find out what's happening on the island but i mean at, at that point it was like 114 episodes right it's a nice break in the continuum to ha- go back to where it started and it involves you know everything that's happening in modern times mm-hmm. so this was kind of trying to do that but it's like spending way too much time to devote on the backstory in the 1600s yeah that was that was completely unnecessary in my opinion um and and also it kind of i mean one thing i did like about it um 
It explained why she routinely does the walk. Yeah, it sets the rules. It sets, it sets the, the rules, rules, which is nice. And yeah. then and then how she's fading away yeah. was kind of cool. That was cool. Um, yeah. And why they look creepy and weird because they're like forgetting their own image or something. Yeah. But like what I don't understand is the power, you know, the power source, you know, the, the strength of killing whoever's there. No matter what they look like, you know what I mean. They, they just kept saying her spirit, her will to, her will to see her daughter again, right? Like compelled her to keep doing this, and it's just something simple like that. I know. All right. It was real. That that part was weird to me. Like I feel like it needed a better reason for her to kill. Because for me, it would be like, okay, if she just killed men because her husband cheated on her, and and if there, if she finds just men women because her sister killed her, or that. Yeah, either Something. that would that would make more sense to me, and I'd be like, oh, okay, so no men are allowed yeah. in that room, or no women are allowed in that room. Then I would understand it. That would be like a like a better rule than just whoever's in there, because because yeah. she she obviously could tell the difference between a child, yeah, and a an adult. She didn't kill the yeah. child. I mean, she did, but I mean, she was trying to because she's taking it back with her. But but right there, she's like she she basically kills and breaks necks of whoever. You know, and then takes them with her. <laughs> like she didn't do that to the kid. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like it's it's it explained it enough that it's trying to like save face. Where they're like, okay, it makes sense because of this, and the um, narrator just keeps saying like, and she loses her memories. So all she does is she wakes up, she walks, she walks back. Right. She wakes up, she walks, she walks back. Right. So she's in the kind of re instead of having memories of it. Oh, okay. that I understand, but it's still a sloppy way to explain it. Right. And I don't know. I don't think anybody's been calling out this show for like just taking like quick little shortcuts oh. on some of these important things, but not, you know, not, you know, complaining that it over explains some other things. Well, and I almost wish that we didn't know at that point, too. Like after that episode, it was it was like way scarier not knowing the reason that, that this creature just or that this entity just comes out of the lake and just takes whoever's in that room kind of was like oh <laughs> that's creepy i just think they could have wrapped it into another episode right but see here's the other thing so the parents die in a plane crash or whatever right or they just go missing yeah. like um which is you know the storyline to uh frozen but um i'm just saying oh, gosh. i was just saying but anyway no i'm kidding um but they spent the night in that room many times did, yeah. th- does the lady not go in there if the door is locked how come they didn't get dragged out any time? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. And then, and then we find out later that the 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 husband um, is. We're she, in full spoilers, by the way. Oh yeah, this is full spoilers. So we find out Henry Thomas, right? His character, um, Henry Win Wingrave, I think is his name, right? Um, yeah. That Flora Wingrave is actually his daughter, right? Because mm-hmm. he was having an affair with um, her mom while the while the husband was away, and he never once saw this lady come in, and she never tried to kill him. <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying and she's always leaving the front door open yeah i don't know yeah it's very weird very weird yeah they didn't explain the whole uh does the front door have to be open and that's how it works is it being opened by itself at the at the very very end there's i'll just i won't say anything yet but there is a character that leaves the door open for a spirit Mm-hmm. But we don't quite know why. We just think like, oh, they're grasping at straws. Right. But see, that wasn't explained for the house. So if the, all, all the doors are closed, does the the hag of the pond, I guess? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. The hag of the pond. The lady of the lake. Uh, lady of the lake. 
does she just break through the door? Does the door swing wide open or can she not get in? Like there's, you see what I mean? Like they, they set up rules, but they don't set up all the rules. Right. So it makes sense. Yeah. That's, that, I know. that's it's, the problem I had too. I mean, I, I, I've, I'm, I know I'm being very critical of this show, but it's because like the first three hours of this was just agonizing for me. <laughs> okay. And I'm, I'm sorry. like, give me a reason to keep watching. <laughs> okay. This is good. This is good. Wait, why did you do this? No, give me a reason. Give me a good enough reason to keep watching this. Um, two of the characters, I, I think we're kind of non-essential. Peter was way too focused on. Yeah, that's true. Like Peter, who was like the original driver or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he you know he did have um, a relationship with the previous au pair, uh, Rebecca. Rebecca. Um, and then we we kind of find out that I mean he's one of the victims of the Lady of the Lake. Um, but we don't find that out right away. He just kind of starts showing up. Yeah. Because they, they said he just disappeared, right? Yeah. And then Danny starts seeing him and he, she sees him on the, the wing that they're not allowed to go to, which reminds me of Beauty and the Beast. He was up in the balcony. To get, to get the rose. Yeah. Right. And then um, uh, then she saw him outside at one point. He kept showing up. Yep. And that was just really weird. And, and you're right. He was. I think they were focused on too much. And his, his love affair with her, I guess it was somewhat believable. Uh, but he was starting to steal things from the house and embezzling in some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, he was He was always a skis ball that was trying to get one up on everybody. So why are we to believe that he's not trying to also con Rebecca? Right. But yeah, then we find out that he dies because of the Lady of the Lake. And his uh, spirit has to stay on the manor grounds. Right. He's stuck. But then he like he keeps trying to scheme. Yes. It's like, okay, that's enough of you. Like, you're dead already, dude. Just get over it. But he he keeps trying to come up with like his own rules. Like, this will work. This will do this. This will do this. Um, He starts taking over Miles's body. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which which is why Miles is uh, acting out so much. It's not from his parents dying. We find out it's from him actually being haunted by Peter and Peter kind of pushes him down and, you know, just puts him in a nice little memory and just says, you're stay there. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be the pilot for a little bit. Oh man. And it's just, I mean, that part is believable enough that that's why miles has these mood swings, but it's like, when is enough enough, Peter, like get the hint, you're dead, get over it. There's no coming back. Right. I mean, and then he starts, Trying to convince Rebecca as well. And yeah. and then Rebecca, we find out later, is doing that to Flora. And that's why she keeps saying that annoying phrase. Everything's uh, perfectly splendid. <laughs> perfectly splendid. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Could be a dream. Everything's game. just perfectly splendid. Yeah. She was cute the first the first time after that. It was, it was just like, please stop. No, because the first time you see her, she's showing Danny through the, the mansion. Right. And and she says everything is perfectly splendid. It's already like done to death. That's what I said. Like the first, the first time, five minutes, and then oh, like the first very first time. Yeah, okay. and then after that, you're like, okay, I hate this now. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's every episode. Yeah. Uh, right, but and it's but but see what I mean? Like it, it gives you enough like motivation to like half of the characters, right? And then the other half of the characters, it's not that they're underwritten. It's just that they're not as strongly written, so you don't care about them as much. Right. I never cared about Peter. I never cared about Rebecca. I saw Rebecca as a rube that fell for Peter's crap. Right. 
No, absolutely. I didn't, I didn't feel bad for her because she kept going along with it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And, and the stuff with Henry was kind of interesting when uh, he had his episode focusing on him because we find out, yeah, about, um, you know, he cheated and Flora's his daughter. Um, well, then Henry's got he, this weird, like, evil, like, twin thing yeah. going on. And you're just like, what is this? Yeah. Who is so this? That's, that's, yeah. That's his haunting. So right. that's kind of interesting that all these people are dealing with their own with their own skeletons in the closet, their their own demons, their own hauntings, per se. Right. And I thought that was interesting. But ultimately, Henry didn't do anything. No, absolutely. <laughs> like, it's, it's cool to get this kind of backstory on him where you see the seedy stuff that's happening, um, you know, at the manor. But it's just like, I mean, what is this all service to? Right, right. That's true. For some people, you just don't care. Yeah. The, the one person I did care about, and I liked her character a lot, was Hannah. And I thought yeah. she was like the most pure and innocent character. And where her story ended up just was heartbreaking. Because you, you wanted Hannah and Owen, because they, they, they had like a like a like a it was like they were starting to finally like allow themselves to um maybe spark a relationship like it was gonna happen yeah and then you find out about hannah and you're just heartbroken because there's i i I still don't comprehend how she like how that how that happened like i guess we never saw her eat (laughs) but i thought we saw her eat (laughs) i'm so confused was she a ghost the whole time or (laughs) is trying to i'm trying to remember exactly when she's supposed to be a ghost (laughs) um because yeah, the times we do see her eat or interact is before she falls in the well. Right. They don't they don't get, do a good enough job of showing like the timeline of that. Right. But you can tell that there is a certain moment where she's not interacting with anything. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, basically from the time Danny first got to the manor, excuse me, Hannah's already dead. Right. So we at least know that point that she's dead. How um, sad. At least from like what happens later on. And she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Yeah. Oh, or she's um, hiding it in the back of her mind. She's like, it can't be true. Right. She saw her body down the wall, but she's like, okay, I'm going through these memories. I'm just misremembering that. I mean, yeah. I mean, her and Owen, like, we're really well together. It's, you know, it's a romance that is finally past that will they, won't they? And it's just like, okay, it's just a matter of time before they get together. But it never happens for poor Owen, who also lost his mom. Right. Right. And I feel like that's what made Owen want that relationship is he finally, I mean, even though he loved his mom, but she was somewhat, I mean, I don't want to say burden, but she was a hang up for him. He couldn't really have a relationship because he had to go take care of her. And I feel like now that she's gone, he's free to have a relationship. And here she is. He's in love with a ghost. (laughs) She's a bummer. Such a bummer. (laughs) But it's, but I mean, it it does make sense because he was kind of in a state of arrested development because of his mom, right? And then he's kind of starting to come into his own after she dies, right? So it's good, it's good, you know, character motivation for him to change or to be who he wants to be. But yeah, it's all too late. Well, and then you then you've got um, Danny um, and the gardener. I forget the gardener's name. What was her Jamie. name? Jamie. Jamie. And you know, Danny's apprehensive because she's having feelings for Danny. You know, and I, we know that Danny. Uh, had a fiance and of course she couldn't seal the deal with him for whatever reason whether it was and and this is someone that she was growing up with right she grew up with this guy they they knew each other from a young age and um her mom really took to danny i mean yeah his mom took to danny so there was this like 
it was like the perfect wedding and perfect marriage. And, and I think part of the reason he haunted her is how badly it ended. And he was getting out of the car and it just, he just died. It was so sudden. Like he never, he was just locked in that moment. So he's just attached to her. Um, and she keep he keeps appearing to her, of course. And, and as she's finding these feelings for, um, Jamie, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like that rustles that up again. Um, and finally, I think it was the bonfire, right? Where he, she let him go, burn the glasses. Was that what? Uh, yeah. Is that what got rid of him? I think I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's that they they leave it kind of. But uh, he doesn't appear after that. Out. He doesn't appear after that, but it also could be believed that it's because she's finally starting to realize who she is and she wants to start a relationship with Jamie. Right. Um, that could be the motivation for her so-called haunting to be over. Well, maybe she was holding on to him in a way too, because she felt so bad about how things had ended. Cause yeah. What she said to him right before he died. I mean, who, who could forgive themselves after that? Um, that? That would be rough. So I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But the way I always saw their relationship is just that they were really good friends being pushed into a romantic relationship, even though, you know, they cared for each other. They didn't actually love each other in that way. So I always felt that Danny was not fully in the relationship. And obviously, well, she does the day it. before the wedding. Yeah. If she breaks up with him right before he dies, then there's a reason for that. And he hasn't come to terms with it because he freaks out. Right. He came to terms with this, so that's why he had to end the, the marriage before it happened. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of baggage for a person uh, to go through. But her and Jamie, I thought, were, were great together. Jamie's, you know, very closed-off person that, you know, also doesn't want to be in a relationship, but wants to be vulnerable and wants to be, you know, like a normal person to a degree. And, like, we see their relationship blossom. And it's so on the nose on the very, very end that, you know, our characters say, you know, this is not a horror story. This is a love story. Mm. It is. It's obvious. <laughs> it's super obvious that it's a love story because it's all about Danny and Jamie. Right. That's what it really that's when it really focuses on, um, I think, like the last, what, four episodes or so. Yeah. Yeah. Did they really have to say that, though? No. It's not a horror story. It's a love story. Well, it's we funny it. to me that she's telling this at a wedding, you know, right before their wedding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's just and the I mean, after you hear this crazy lady talk at, at this like pre-wedding party for probably nine hours or something crazy yeah. like that, like they've heard this lady just ramble on this narrator going over and over and over. It's like by the end of it, you know who everybody is. Yeah, you, figure you know, it these out. are all future versions of these people that we've already met. It's so blatantly obvious, and they just, once again, they keep just shoving it down our throats. Like, do you get it yet? Do you get it yet? Do you get it yet? I'm like, yes, <laughs> I do. I know that's Jamie. I know that's Jamie. Right, right. So, I don't know. It was it was maddening. This whole thing was maddening to me. Was there any other moments that you wanted to talk about, James? I wanted to say one thing. I wanted to say that I kind of wish it ended an episode sooner. I feel like the episode where she calls out the Lady of the Lake and gets her to turn around. And, and you know that moment in the lake there where, uh, what did she say? There's a phrase that she said. I can't remember what it was, but it got her attention and she walked back to her and, and she saved the little girl, you know, and it, it was kind of like over. You know, I'm I'm you, I'm me, something like that. I'm us, something I'm us, like that. Yeah. But no, that was that was the final episode. But it's just they did that at the very beginning of the final episode, 
Oh, and that's then right. Then it right. goes on to all the aftermath of it. I'm just like, okay, well, you can speed this up. I feel like if it would have ended there, I would have liked it a lot more. I don't feel like we needed that whole. I mean, it would have been nice to know, okay, she had a happy ending. Fantastic, you know. But the whole having to go back and it's living in her or whatever, you know, like it was living within her and, and had to go back and, 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 and then Jamie having to go through the fact that she died, you know, and see it, you know, I, I, I didn't need that. I didn't need that. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I was okay with that. It was just like, it was the undeserved happy ending, like the undeserved satisfying ending to me mm-hmm. where, you know, for maybe not non-critical people, people not as critical as me, um, you know, probably felt that it was a satisfying conclusion that all this stuff that happened afterwards was rewarded for all this horrible stuff that everybody went through. You finally get to see them live their lives and be happy and go on and go on and go on and go on. But for me, I was like, this is not a, this is not a deserved satisfying ending because I hated half this crap. <laughs> yeah. You- so I'm, I'm like, so I see the value of seeing Danny and Jamie, you know, deal with this. Danny's haunted again by the lady in the lake now, and they're just trying to live their lives and they're, you know, their relationships are getting stronger and it's good, but you know where it's going to end up. Yeah, you, you, they, they kind of show that. They could have sped that up, though. A little bit, yeah. It was just so much. But um, the, the the finals, or not the final scene, the second final scene where everybody's in the ballroom. Oh, yeah. And watching uh, Flora and Henry dance together. And you see all these flashes of the people. Of who they like, were first. And after, yeah. And I'm like, oh, come yeah. on. Like, we didn't know that that's what was happening. Yeah. I get it. Right. We know why that's happening. We understand it's those people. Yes, it's nice to see these characters again. Not necessary, though. Right. I agree, man. I totally agree. (laughs) It was too much. I mean, how much do you want to bet that they just wanted to rush this thing out as soon as possible? After the success of Hill House. Right. Because it was only two years, which, yeah, is a long time for a TV show. But when you have, I mean, it's basically like small movies is what they're trying to make it look like. Right. And, and Hill House is quality, man. I mean, it is it is like episode after episode. I've watched it twice through. I can't watch this other one again. I yeah, just can't. I would never watch this one again. Uh, the other one I've watched twice and it's it's a good story. Good acting. It's scary, and then it's exciting, and then it's like, wow. The ending, you're just like, wow. Um, And I was, yeah, this was a disappointment, um, for sure. It was a letdown. Uh, Everybody's been saying it's at least not as good as Hill House, but everybody's still been praising this one. I'm like, why? Um, One thing I was going to bring up. Dang it, I lost it. Hang on. No worries. Okay, do you think the jump scares were earned, (laughs) or were they just jump scares? I think in this one they were just jumps, jump scares. Yeah, none of it was earned. It no. was always loud noise, loud yeah. noise. Turn around, there they are. Right. Oh my gosh, I hate that. Yeah. I I mean I'm not a big horror fan, you know, in the first place. But that's just annoying. That's like a crutch. Yeah, that was very. You're right. That was that was pretty um, disappointing. Cause, Overdone. Because in the other ones, in the other one, in, in the in the in the haunting of hill house it's just scary like the situations they get into you're you're scared for that individual you know and and then there's some hidden things that happen and they don't touch on them it just happens in the background and you think did i just see that and then Mm -hmm. um 
you have to watch it again and go, oh yeah, I did see that. And that was intentional and they don't explain it. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. But this one, they it, it's like everything has has been explained and every uh i mean every ghost we we figure out their story eventually um and why they're there and how it happened you know so it's kind of a bummer i mean i would say i would recommend it to people that if they're really you know if they really enjoyed haunting of hill house they might like this one too but they have to you know go in with their expectations lowered i think i liked Uh, it better than you did because of that yeah but i wanted you to watch this one first because yeah. I knew it wasn't as good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as as much as I like it, it's a like between season drop, it's as big of a drop from season to season as True Detective. Oh. I still like season two of True Detective. Right. But season one like outshines it like far. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Same so, kind of good comparison. Absolutely. That's a great comparison, actually. And that's one that you had a lot of the audience, a lot of the fans going like, oh, my gosh, this is awful. What happened to the first season? Did they just did they not catch lightning in a bottle? Was it a one time thing? But with Bly Manor, I don't hear people complaining about it that much. I'm actually very surprised. Maybe it's because of COVID. I mean, they're just dying to get something to watch. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It's the times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you're not a horror fan like me, you know, don't waste your time. Yeah. I, I hate to say it because this has high production values and is it looks it looks like a movie. It looks it great. It does. Yeah, it the yeah, the cinematography is amazing. The the locations are great. Yeah. Um yeah, I agree. It um, it makes me wonder if it's a Netflix thing that they ask for a certain amount of episodes. I don't know. And sometimes for people that just for the creators that is just asking too much to fit in the parameters of nine episodes or 13 episodes because it happened with the marvel shows on netflix too right where we even said you know we're fans of them but it can be cut down to 10 episodes sometimes eight episodes instead of 13 is it just because these creators don't know how to fill out and keep like a cohesive story with you know trying to expand to fit netflix's parameters it yeah. makes me wonder. I don't know. It makes me wonder because other other shows, most Netflix shows, I don't have that issue. But with this one and with some of the Marvel ones, I do. Yeah, I, I don't know. With Ratchet, I didn't think it was an issue. With Glow, I never thought it was an issue. Uh, Orange is the New Black just went on for way too long for me. But that's me. No, I agree. I agree. That one, that one they like, I mean, it, the first step, the first season, the second season were good. Oh, yeah. After that, it was like, I didn't care anymore. They just kept going. It and got going. old. So, I don't know. It's it's weird. Netflix is really a mixed bag at this point for me. So it really is. Maybe is maybe they don't choose how many episodes, maybe they leave it up to the creators, but then you have to have a creator like one creator that takes the helm for this whole season and not just leaves after the first episode. Right. No, I agree. I think that's important because it definitely shows. Absolutely. It, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Huh. All right. Well, what else have you been watching, James? I've watched a lot. Um, I watched Truth Seekers on uh, Amazon, which was funny. Yeah, it was uh, good. Have you seen it? No, but no. I, I, what is it, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg? I think so, yeah. Simon Pegg at least wrote it or something. I think he wrote but it, it, yeah. But, it, I mean, it looks interesting. I just, you know, I, I'm trying to just limit myself to one show at a time, and Bly Manor just took up all that time. Sorry Otherwise, that. you know, I'm just watching <laughs> movies. Well, they're short, fun episodes. They're about mm-hmm. a guy who's he's like a uh, like a geek squad type character by day, and then he's like a paranormal investigator on his free time. Um, mm-hmm. And it's pretty funny. 
Um, they're short. We finished it quick, but uh, cool. it, it it's not it's not like super high quality, but it's entertaining. Now yeah. Wayne, I watched Wayne, and Jackie and I we just blasted through that. That one's great. It's also on Amazon. Good action, fun fun to watch. It's from the writers of uh, Deadpool. Yep. Um, and it it's just a it's kind of like a kids version of John Wick in a way. <laughs> Hmm. Kind of, kind of like no guns, you know, just beats the crap out of everybody. But it's it's he's a kid with a, kip, a chip on his shoulders. Dad dies, and him and this fifteen year old girl friend uh, run to Florida to get his car back. And mm-hmm. it's it's just a it's it's a good premise, and and it's just fun to watch. Um, I enjoyed it. How about oh. you? What are you watching? Well, like I said, uh, no other shows, but in movies. There's a couple that that stick out to me. Um, one, and this is one that I want to make a, for the love of God, please go watch. Oh, cool! Like I enjoyed it this much. Wow, Kajillionaire. Really, Kajillionaire. Kajillionaire, okay. yeah. With um, oh gosh, what is her name? Evan from uh, Westworld. What's her name? Evan oh. Rachel Wood. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Evan Rachel Wood is the 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 star of Kajillionaire, and is from this. Uh, woman writer director called Miranda July. Um, she did a really good movie a long time ago, actually, it was like 15 years ago, called uh, "Me, You, and Everyone We Know." Oh, and I loved that movie. It's so weird and so quirky. And there's there's really no other movie like it. It's just a little independent movie, and this one still continues with that. Where it, there's there's no comparison to any other movie. It's just so weird and so quirky, but it doesn't follow the same trope. Like, uh, you know, Wes Anderson, you can tell when it's Wes Anderson movie. Right. Because he always has it, like, he always has the same kind of characters sometimes. He has a certain aesthetic. Actors. Yeah. Aesthetic. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, Miranda July doesn't quite have that. Or if it is, it's more subdued. Mm. So you're more surprised with how weird it gets. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, it's it's, it's freaking awesome. It's, it's, it's not, like, parental or anything yet. It's one okay. of those, like, first screenings where it's like 20 bucks to rent it oh wow but man okay. it is worth it it is worth it oh right on it, it, it is so weird it is such a crazy story that i don't want to explain it too much because if i tell you like the basic story of it it gives it away it's gonna, no it's just gonna sound really stupid oh it is oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> but it all comes down to the, the writing of the characters and the situations they put themselves in wow because they're they're just small-time con artists you know, they're basically like, you know, con artists slash dumpster divers just trying to, you know, get ahead and make their little niche in the world. How cool. But I mean, it's, it's one of those things you got to see it for yourself and you'll you'll be you'll be surprised at how weird okay. and how heartfelt it is. Oh, right on. Um, two of the others. So that was the first one. Two of the others that I want to bring up. One is called Nocturne on Amazon Prime. Okay. It's a Blumhouse movie, so I wasn't expecting much. Me and Charlie were actually like, oh, well, you know, we've seen a lot of bad horror movies. We'll just watch this one. It looks stupid. Okay. <laughs> it was not. It was not. It oh, was wow. That's good. That's shocking. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it all has to do with just um, two sisters that play the piano in this, like, really uh, fancy, like, charter, music charter school. And they're competitive with each other. And the sister that's not as good, she finds a way to, like, hone in and catch this spirit mm. of, like, basically the devil. Oh. That starts haunting the people around her. And she just keeps pushing it further and further and further until, you know. Things go calamity bad. ensues. 
things go wow. crazy. Wow. So it, it seems like a silly, like, you know, demon, I wouldn't say demon possession, but, you know, uh, I sell my soul if I was better at the piano kind of thing. But it's it's not. It's actually really well done. And it's a huh. quick, like, 80-minute movie. Oh, my gosh. That they just dropped on Amazon. And I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty good. How cool. Yeah. I'm always I'm always glad when that happens. Yeah. Um, the third one came out a couple years ago, but i finally glad that I saw it. Uh, Upgrade. Oh, yeah. How was that? With uh, Logan Marshall Green, same director as The Invisible Man that came out this year. Um, it is super cool, super brutal, super violent. Ooh. It almost follows the story of, like, RoboCop. Where this man, his wife gets killed. He gets shot in the back, so he's a quadriplegic. Uh, and he's trying to find, you know, the bad guys that killed his wife and did that to him. And this inventor um, offers to put a chip in his spine. That gives him the ability to walk and run and do all sorts of things. Basically, like, hacks his body. Cool. To, Biohack. Yeah. Yeah. To, to do whatever, you know, he tells the computer to do to his body. And it's... It's not the most original story, but the way it's played out, the way it's really grown upon, it's, I mean, it's, it's really freaking cool. Man. Very futuristic, um, a little silly, because, <laughs> I mean, given the story, like right. what I just said, obviously there's going to be some silly points to it, but it, it has, and it has some silly similarities to RoboCop, like I said, but it doesn't feel like another RoboCop. Oh, good. Yeah, RoboCop has, has some cheese for sure, but. I mean, I, I like it for what it is, but I don't. We don't need another RoboCop reboot. No, we don't. No, absolutely not. So, so don't go in expecting that. I mean, if you're a fan of RoboCop and you see it, you'll notice like, oh, well, they kind of did that, kind of like RoboCop. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's freaking great, and it's one of those movies that it was in theaters for like two weeks, nobody saw it, so now is the time to see it. Wow, cool. Yeah, yeah. You you just reminded me. Uh, I saw an older movie. Um, not too long ago. Have you seen the Hummingbird Project with no. um, uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Sam Hayek? Um, it even has a uh, Michael Mando from um, Breaking Bad and um, Better Call Saul. You know Nacho. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, he's really awesome. cool in it too. Um, it was a good movie, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, it was not what, at all what I expected. It was. It was kind of. It has kind of like that Silicon Valley vibe, you know, where they're they're. It's a race for technology, you know. And mm-hmm. these guys kind of go out on their own. They were working for uh, Simon Hayek's character. And then they end up like leaving and try to um, start their own thing. And what it is, is that it's actually um, laying um, ether cable or T1, T5 lines, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not a tech guy, but yeah, Ethernet, Ethernet. So, th- so they're just trying to do it in a way to make it fast enough to where people buy their uh, space on their servers for... Um, trading in uh the new york stock exchange it's a really interesting mm-hmm. story and um it was, it was pretty cool i really i really liked it. it it was different than i than i thought it would be and i really enjoyed it i, I do recommend if you haven't seen it check it out i think it's cool. on netflix right now and then cool. and then i saw the movie uh jamie fox produced uh phenomenon i rented that one mm-hmm. which is a ufo thing it was pretty good um it was like a documentary that one was good too but it was it was it was stuff I already knew. There was nothing in it new for me. Uh, <laughs> That's the only gotcha. thing that was disappointing for me. <laughs> All right. Anyways, cool. Anything else we're gonna touch on, or is there anything we're looking forward to? Well, I'm still. Oh, I guess we're all still going through the Mandalorian season two. Oh, right. Um, we were talking about this before the show started. That uh, for me, at least, the week to week episodes. Um, doesn't bother me with a show like The Mandalorian because it's like one mission a week kind of thing. 
You have a little bit of an overarching story, but I'm kind of okay with that. Fargo, on the other hand, yeah. I haven't started it because that one, I have to watch it all at once. I won't be able to stop. You know, I think I'm the same way. I, um, this season, I tried to. Mm. No go, bro. Yeah, I just can't yeah. do it this season. I've done it in seasons previous, but maybe I've gotten spoiled. I don't know. But I can't. I'm, I'm, do, I'm waiting for it to finish like you. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, this is two months away, but they announced January 15th, One Division. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm so curious. <laughs> I mean, it looks so trippy. It does look trippy. It's going to be so interesting to have this before even Black Widow comes in, out in theaters, which is weird. But, it is very hey. strange. So go figure. But I mean, I'm I'm all for it. More weirdness in the MCU. Sure. We'll take what we can get. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's we're, we're still in a state where theaters are closed. They're going to stay closed. Um, I'm waiting for the Blu-ray of uh, Tenet so yeah, I can finally see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's in about a month. I mean, I'm just going to have to scrounge around for some stuff on Netflix and Amazon and Disney Plus, I guess. I'm telling you, bro. You've got plenty. You got Utopia, which I know you'll love, mm-hmm. and you've got Wayne. So those are two solid ones I can actually vouch for. And I apologize for Bly Manor. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> well, then you have the Hunting the Hill House too, if you're in the mood. Uh, yeah. After after, after Bly Manor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really. But that's I mean that that's me. I know other people will be into you know gothic horror. Or maybe just horror movies in general that will get more out of White Matter than I will. So, hey, it's for other people. It's not for me. No worries. No worries. <laughs> I think that's it. I think it's it, man. Yeah. So uh, thank you for listening to Nerding Daily. Um, catch you later. <laughs>